Go. Press the button. Okay, it's going. Press it. You can stop your comic slurping. Press the button, Michael. It's, it's going. Michael, you're fired. I'm tired. Hey, Michael. Hey, Morgan. Thank you so much for coming in to see me this morning. You're welcome. As you know, we are performing our annual uh, psych evaluations. Of course I know. You know, it's a common practice amongst uh, indie podcasts with three listeners. Uh, Michael, are you ready for your evaluation? Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you a series of Rorschach images and you have oh, to tell this me. Should, this should translate really well to podcast. You're going to tell me um, what you see. Okay. Okay. Here's your first one. What do you see? Um, It's a couple dancing. Okay. That's the wrong answer, but okay. And what do you see here? Um, That is two Christmas trees fighting each other with swords. Okay. And this one? That one, hmm, it's tough to say. I want to say Superman. Okay. And this one? <laughs> well, that's just beloved comedian Buddy Hackett. <laughs> and this one here? Well, I'm. there's no other way to say it. It's Santa Claus riding a cock. And finally? <laughs> uh, I want to say Kevin Bacon's donger. In... In Wild Things. Okay, start the show. <laughs> you think I don't know what Wild Things is? <laughs> All right. Morgan has amused herself. How are people going to, people don't even know what I'm looking at. Are you going to post, gonna post it? I'm going to post the other ones and I'll post the censored. <laughs> the wild things image. Okay. You don't want to get banned from Instagram. Can I walk you through that bit? Sure. <laughs> this could just be for me uh, or for us. I was driving to work the other day and I was thinking how absurd it would be to present a Rorschach, Rorschach series to somebody, but then just slip something like that in. And then I was like, what would be the most ridiculous thing? And I was like, ugh, Kevin Bacon's front penis. Jimmy. In Wild Things. Say his front Jimmy? His front Jimmy. <laughs> Wait, do boys not have back Jimmys? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Hello and welcome to Bad Reception. Whether the critics hated it, the audiences ignored it, or the network pulled the plug, we're here to try to make the best of bad TV. I'm one of your hosts, and my name is Mike. My name's Morgan. And Morgan, uh, what, uh, what do we do on this show? Well... We uh, open up a cold case, and the majority of the people will believe it went one way, but we, we find that one little nugget that proves that it went another way. We're called Serial. Welcome to Serial, everyone. Anyway, if you're new to our podcast, what we're going to do is watch a canceled TV show that we've never seen and know pretty much nothing about. But first, we're going to give out our completely uneducated thoughts and predictions. Like, I can remember to say all that. This week, Morgan, usually you don't know what we're going to watch, but this week you snuck a little peek, didn't you? Snuck a little peeker. No, or a little, you know. Uh, No, you had thrown out a couple of titles and you said Tremors, and I was like, oh, that pairs perfectly with my cold open. With your Kevin Bacon's front, Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also saw the DVD earlier this week. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
you're like, hey, are we going to watch Tremors? And I, I was like, saw. I guess. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I saw another DVD on there, too. Yeah. Well, we're going to watch that one another time when we have a guest. Stay tuned. We were going to do that one with Jason last week, but you guys didn't want to do an hour-long show. I think that one m- might have been more raunchy than... <laughs> more when. raunchy than Sabrina, yeah. the animated series? I know. I know. All right. Um, so this is obviously not the classic 1990 film Tremors. It's also not uh, the the proposed reboot from 2017 that Kevin Bacon was signed on to do. And then they canceled for no goddamn good reason because that would have been amazing. This is the 2003 TV show, sci-fi original TV show that was on for one single season. Actually, it's only half a season and then was canceled. However, do we get Kevin Bacon? No. Do we get Fred Ward? No. Do we get Michael Gross? Yes. <laughs> because Michael Gross has literally nothing better to do than make Tremors things. He's in all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this uh, they made this after Tremors 3. So I don't know how familiar you are with the uh, whole Tremors oeuvre. I'm pretty sure I've seen, I know, I've definitely seen the first and second one. I've probably seen the third one in pieces. Okay. Uh, there's, I think there's six now. Oh, boy. Yeah. So this was after the third one. The third one's pretty fun. Graboid's gotta work, Michael. Graboid's, <laughs> Graboid's gotta, gotta grab. Work. They gotta grab. So we know we're familiar with the series. We know that this is gonna be uh, canon to the films. Yeah. Is this show gonna be much different? I don't, I'm trying to think of what what new thing that they could bring but it's gonna be small town i mean i imagine it's still the same town i forget what it's called it's called like uh like uh perfection i think that i think i think that is what it's called i did a good job nerd um anyway yeah what's gonna be different about it what's or what's it probably isn't gonna be different than the movies but it can't be exactly the same because it's a thing that exists so yeah uh i mean there's definitely gonna be more attractive young people with really straight white teeth. It's going to be like a CW show. Ooh. Where they got all the drama. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like highly polished and like in set in a hyper reality a la Riverdale. Mm-hmm. I like this treatment. I don't think that's what we're getting because it's sci-fi. So I'm going <laughs> to say that there's going to be a really attractive young female lead. Are we thinking busty? I'm thinking busty. Okay. I was going to say, we're definitely going to have a low-cut shirt on. Um, are we going to... Graboids are not going to be practical, right? Oh, they're going to be real bad CGI. It's going to be bad CGI. For, at least for the most part. But also, like, you never know, because there's different variations on the Graboids. I would think that the, like, underground ones they could do, because all you have to do is just make the dirt rise up a little bit. Well, yeah, but, but then I mean, they have like the flying graboids, them. and they got the the walking around graboids. They got the whatever else, the swimming in the ocean graboids. They got the helicopter graboids. They got everything. Th- gonna, those are probably yeah. all going to be CGI. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Um, real, real bad, real bad CGI. Um, is there anybody else of note in this? I don't think so. <laughs> Let's see. Um. Yeah, have you ever heard of a little actor named Victor Brown? Oh, Vicky B. How about Gladys Jimenez? GJ, as we call her. Or Marsha Strassman? Okay. Leela Lee? 
Oh, there is Dean Norris, who you will know from nothing because you don't watch Breaking Bad, but the rest of America will know as the cop Beaver. guy from Breaking Bad. I forget what, Hank from Breaking Bad. What's the guy I always forget his name? Beaver? Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah. yeah thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we cleared that up. <laughs> the guy you always forget the name of? Yeah, but he's got like he's Beaver. Oh, I don't know what his name is in real life. Woodchuck. He has the really low raspy voice. I can't even do it. Weasel. What's his name on the show? Badger. Badger. I would get there eventually. Um. Yeah. I don't know if I can predict anything that's not. I, I can't think of anything that's going to really. It literally can't be the same thing as the movie. I don't know. It's sci-fi. They're fucking lazy. A whole show of that, of the same thing, that they're just trapped in a small town with the graboids around them? Is Michael Gross the lead, or is it going to be an attractive young man? I don't know. He's actually not even listed on the IMDb thing. Oh, boy. Yeah, he's not going to be in this. Um, uh, oh, he, he is. He's the last person listed, so maybe he's and Michael Gross. Um, looks like we have a special guest star, Christopher Lloyd, on three episodes. <gasps> He came into my work last week. And Nicholas DeToro. So, Melinda Clark. Hey, there's some... And Vivica A. Fox. Holy smokes. What? Vivica. Girl, Michael what Brooker? are you doing? What? Man, this is... What? This show might be better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it actually has pretty good rating on IMDb for a show that we Wait, how do. many episodes was it? 13. Ooh, lucky number. What do you think the score was on IMDb? 6.1. Higher. 7.2 lower 6.8 pretty close it's 6.7 so that's probably one of the highest rated shows that we've done that wasn't a good reception episode look out america so yeah maybe we're gonna find out that hey sci-fi's original series tremors that was a that was a hoot it was a hoot nanny maybe that's what we're gonna find out or maybe it was a a boot a boot nanny michael what are we gonna get in this show (laughs) Okay, so here's what I'm expecting. I think it's going to be the government has found out about Graboids, and they know that they are central to this perfection Nevada. And It's Nevada, Michael. <laughs> God damn, can we have a moment? Sidebar Nation here. If you say Nevada... If you're saying Nevada and Mario, you need to go jump off a bridge. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Or water... Stop it. Warshing? <laughs> well, now we're just specifically targeting... <laughs> like, Philadelphia, maybe? I don't know. Continue. East Coast, for sure. Um, West Side, Till We Die. Tupac Shakur. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac's ghost is saying, don't, don't include me in this. Michael, continue. Okay. So, yeah, the government's found out, and then there's, like, a big old conspiracy. The, the feds, they're rushing in, they're... they're arresting people they're digging up graboid farms they're making graboid farms oh, they're no. they're weaponizing think, wait hold on do you think this is gonna be like uh like vegan propaganda yes a hundred percent that's where i was okay, going i'm gonna with read this. into this continue i don't know actually what you meant by that so i'm just gonna let I let know. it sit the, the audience knows continue uh, they're gonna they're gonna weaponize these these graboids they're gonna make graboid Our- guns graboid bombs Graboid Ooh, action figures. <laughs> They're going to sell them to kids. There's toys. There's video games. Now I'm just doing stuff right out of Tremors 2 Aftershocks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's what's going to happen. And then they can go outside of the little town. It can't just take place in the little town. There's only like 10 people that live there. I guess it could just be the, the every week they have to deal with a different 
graboid uh, mutation. Mm-hmm. But again, there's only so many things you could do with that. Well, that's why there was only 13. <laughs> that's episodes. why they were, the, the show was doing well. Everybody liked it, but they just straight up ran out of stuff to do. Could be. Could be. Yeah. Um, Morgan, do you like Tremors, the movies? I definitely like the first one. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. My my uh, my hesitation in going into this television show is that we're going to lose the campiness of it. That's what you're afraid of. I'm on, afraid a, of that. on a sci-fi original show. No. Not campy enough. Well, they do bad camp. Yeah. They think they're doing camp, but the first one is actually funny. Yes. I think the humor is going to be gone because okay, they don't the humor. understand. Yes. Sorry. Not the camp. Apologies. Uh, semantics. Well, I mean, I do think, I think that the, I think that all the Tremors movies are genuinely funny. They, they're usually, I think they're mostly written by the same guys. Like there's like a two, two Are they uh, attached to this television? Uh, it says it's created by, one of the creators is S.S. Wilson, who is the screenwriter. Oh, it was so sad when that went down. <laughs> yes. The old S.S. Wilson. Um, the other people, I don't know, Brent Maddock. Let's see. Known, known for Tremors, the writer of Tremors. Also uh, writer of a little movie called Heart and Souls, starring Robert Downey Jr. And Short Circuit. Okay, I know that one. What and you know Heart and Souls? You know Heart and Souls? Mm-hmm. It's where Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he has like four ghost people that's, that like he grew up with these like ghost people protecting him. And they're his like friends. Oh, and like boy. one of them is Alfre Woodard. <gasps> one of them is I think Stephen Baldwin or <gasps> one of the Baldwin Baldwin I need boys. To watch this. Uh, when I showed you only you. Why didn't you suggest this as a follow up? That would have been a great double I, feature. Honestly, guys, I just assumed everybody's seen this movie because I've seen it so many times. Also has Charles Grodin, Kira Sedgwick, Tom Sizemore, Kira Sedgwick, Kevin Bacon's wife, oh, Kevin Bacon God. Tremors. Um, Tom Sizemore, who I guess I was confusing for a Baldwin. I got the Kevin Bacon tremors. Eliz- you know what I mean. And Elizabeth Shue. Hey. Mo- Morgan Doppelganger, Elizabeth Shue. Um, so if you haven't seen 1993's Heart and Souls, it is apparently written by the same... Oh, and it's directed by Ron Underwood, who's the director of Tremors. So apparently there's a lot of uh, crossover in this. Anyway, this guy also wrote Short Circuit and Wild Wild West. So I guess we could be getting just about anything. Oh, Boy. So yeah, it looks like it's a lot of the same creative team is still involved in it. So I'm I'm pretty optimistic for Tremors 2003 sci-fi original series. Except for the CG. I really that's but I could forgive it. I think I could forgive it as long as the show is good. I'm excited for the wardrobe. The ward what do you think we're getting in the drobe? Oh, it's 2003, Michael. I don't know. What is that? Is we that got, crop tops? We got l- low-rise jeans left and right. Platform. We got some platform shoes in there. We've got, you know, the varying neon hues in, incorporated into our, our... Or I guess it could be like baby pastels. I was thinking more like pastels. Yeah. I guess the neon hues were more closer to 2000. 99, yeah, we're, pretty, we're still pretty close to embracing that yeah, one Yeah, we're now. doing a lot of, for the women, a lot of Delia's, a oh, lot of yeah. Aeropostale. I know all of that. Mm-hmm. Words. For the guys, how many... We're going to get... Somebody's going to have frosted tips. <laughs> yeah, 2003. I mean, it would have been a little bit past the prime. Eh, I think we're still going to be holding somebody's, on to it. Somebody's clinging. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had frosted tips in the 2000s. So. We should post some photos of your high school days yeah because i look sick as hell hilarious um yeah that's what i've got do we want to say anything else 
Um, I want to say so much more, but there's so many, so many hours in the day and I'm, uh, pretty sleepy and we still gotta watch this show. So I think let's head on down to Prej, what did I say it was called? It's called Perfection. Perfection, Nevada, USA, and let's unleash some of that good, good graboid action. I'm going to grab my donut pillow because I got graboids. (laughs) We'll be right back (laughs) while I think about hemorrhoids. Another day in Perfection, Nevada, where good, honest, hardworking people are just trying to make a living without dying. Let's move! I don't know how you guys put up with it. Day in, day out. Possibilities for disaster boggle the mind. Tremors, the series, a special two-hour premiere, Friday, March 28th at 9, only on Sci-Fi. And we're back from the show break. We watched Tremors. What's worms got to do, got to do it? What's worms but a limbless analid? That's that's redundant, Michael, because we all know that analids are all limbless. We just watched Tremors. Just watched it. <laughs> just watched it this morning, and now it's nighttime. It's our new it's our new thing that we do. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit, Michael. Okay, so Michael, we watched we watched the show. Let's get into it. Morgan. First of all, I had to watch this in four by three, three by four, four by three. What is four, it? It's four by three. That's just the way that it was made. It wasn't like cropped. It was when TV was still four by three. That's how old the show is. Well, that's just terrible. <laughs> we watched it on DVD, home video. Did you look up Scott Eastman? I did not look up Scott Eastman. I don't know Wait, who that is. Scott Eastwood. <laughs> Scott Eastwood? Yeah. That's a different person. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Clint Eastwood's son. That's what I was saying. Okay, maybe that's not who this guy looks like. Ugh, I don't know. I he looks so the main character kind of just looks like a uh, a douchey dude. I don't know, like a like a handsome actor man. You know who he kind of looks like? Who? Somebody you would not know. Oh. Uh, he looks like Scott Disick, kind of. Oh, I don't know who that is. He was a part of uh, the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Okay. He was married to the older one. Clemmy. Clemmy. Oh, Clemmy. She was Clemmy. Uh, okay, so we open up on a white. You're aver- Just think, of- hey, thank you. You're in your car or you're in the gym or you're at the grocery store or you're at the gynecologist. Think of a white dude. That's this main guy. Morgan, I'm going to need you to say your catchphrase here. He looks like... A man. (laughs) A breakfast cereal. He looks like oatmeal. That's right. He doesn't even look like oatmeal, though. (laughs) Like, that would be I don't know what that means when you say that. So, all I know is that you say that when it's a a generic man. He looks like... Cream of wheat? No. Like if... Um, Monster Energy Drink put out an oatmeal. That's what he looks like to me. (laughs) Or like if you put Gushers into a bowl and poured 
yeah milk yo yoo on it i'm more on board with that one i would give it a shot okay anyway so he's driving down the road in a fancy car is it <laughs> no it's a charger i was i couldn't remember a charger for a second uh he's driving oh that's it's, right yeah like a classic one it's clearly we're supposed to be in nevada but it's not it's probably santa clarita it's not i looked it up you want to know where it is where is it mexico oh yeah on location yep, baja mexico well it's baja um he sees a sign for perfection nevada and we all know guys we all know where this is we know where this is going well so it takes place in the same universe and it is now widely known that there are graboids yeah, it's this the story continues yeah so the there's a sign there that says like hey don't fuck around there's graboids and they will eat you but it's become sort of like a tourist attraction so he stops and he pulls over and he takes his picture like a and selfie in front of then him. in the distance we hear oh no help me oh shit uh and then some other white dude with indiscernible features who's yelling for help because el blanco is coming for him and now el blanco is is that canon no that, i think that's just made up for this show Oh, I was going to be like, I don't remember. Uh, was there a dominant gram- Graboid? Gramboid? Gramboids? We can't say it. It's a big game. <laughs> um, I don't remember there being ones that they named, no. Yeah, okay, good. I then think that's I was... just, I think, listen, you trim- trimmer heads out there, you can write in and let us know, but I think this is specific to the TV show. Um. Anyway, this uh, our main... Uh, monster energy drink oatmeal guy he <laughs> gotta is be like, an easier way to say his name he's like oh god i gotta help you and he tries to help this guy this guy's a goner he's gone okay bye but now well he gets sucked into the ground like so like it is like the movies where the the graboids come from underground and it makes the dirt like come up come and, up like, and then when we bunny. do see the the ten tentacles from mm-hmm. the graboid or whatever they're called these yeah. little arms um they're like a tongue they're mostly practical effects the, in this scene they're yes. practical yeah they're like but puppets to really sell it because i don't think they're really animatronic um they just take the, they do shaky cam to be yeah. like oh, this is happening this is super scary yeah it's anyway. weird the whole look of this show i was trying to like pin it down because it i'm pretty sure it's shot on film because are you sure it's, yeah that looks like video to me i'm pretty sure it's shot on film no yeah there's no. green yeah no there's film green but there's like there's certain times where it feels like it's shot on like sport mode yeah that's video. what i'm saying like like i think that there are shots and the sh- those shots like made it feel like uh those shots felt like it was like Nickelodeon shows. Yeah. Or like public access. But I'm pretty sure it was shot on film because one of the reasons why they didn't f- keep making it was because it was too expensive. Well, they're shooting it down in Baja. And that's expensive. Well, I don't know. It's better. Like, if I imagine those people all live in Los Angeles. You're, you're having to. to I mean, yeah, they, they go they commute them. every day. No, no, no. I bet you're keeping people. You put people up down mm-hmm. there it's not like people are like you got a job if you can figure out how to live yeah you know i mean anyway i'm high um okay not. <laughs> smoked a real big <laughs> weed apparatus um he is now squared off he being we don't know his name is what tyler i got yeah tyler but i didn't get it until way later yeah, in the show i was putting white dude left and right in my notes tyler is now squaring off with 
the graboid and he climbs on top of his car and then the graboid gets him oh no he takes a shoe oh shit he's gonna get him he's gonna die he manages to get on top of his car and then the graboid has his beautiful yellow charger 1972 (laughs) i remember the summer i got my first charger i remember the summer that morgan knew about cars it has wheels vroom vroom okay now we then from off screen we hear like a what's up motherfuckers and then we get uh what's his name michael gross michael gross gets to have his jason momoa moment (laughs) you all know what that means i guess he looks like a badass um it's, and he shoots, his name is bert he's from the yeah, movies bert, bert gummer gummer yeah, bert gummer gummer um but no reba mcintyre who plays his wife in tremors mm-hmm. yeah why not listen <laughs> no she didn't even show up for the second tremors movie expectations are on a low low boil um he shoots a gun and that's like the opening like that's the cold open yeah to but it's like not a gun gun it's like a it's like a big old humongous rocket gun yeah but it's shooting off like a gas oh yeah sorry because they can't because they can't kill we're gonna learn that he can't kill them because they're protected they're protected they're the white rhino of shithole nevada okay opening credits is this where the opening credits are? Yeah. The, okay. It cuts to the opening credits. The opening credits are done from the POV of a graboid. And it's going underneath the ground and then searching. And then it finds the people. And then they're like, have their little their little name un- under their picture. Mm-hmm. And then they smile. Hey, it's me, Michael Gross. And uh, all the other various people. Listen, it's a fine opening credits. I just now realized what it reminds me of. What? Those acts. The, like when we're going into sport mode. Mm-hmm. It's very Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Is it? I didn't really watch it. So. It feels like, yeah, it's like that, I don't know, like reality, but hyper reality kind of feel mm. to it. Okay. It anyway. has the same, like I was thinking, I said Nickelodeon, but I mean more like specifically like Alex Mack. I don't know if you remember Alex Mack when they would do the effects. Oh, Not if you I, remember the show. I remember Alex Mack, it Michael. Has, it has a very similar look. I don't know what that means, but. So. We're now in the middle of perfection and we get introduced to hold for notes. Is this getting on camera on the, the thing, the microphone? Absolutely is. Okay. Uh, it's we're, Melvin. Introduced, we're introduced to Melvin, but I was trying to think of Jody, Jody as mm-hmm. well. Jody, Jody Chang. Chang. She runs the, the store, the general, general store. store. She's the niece of the, of Chang that ran the correct store in the movie from the film. Right. Um, we get this quite a few times in the show where it's like, Oh, it's my uncle or, Oh, it's yeah. my, my grandpa. We have a connection to everything that you know, but we couldn't we're get younger that actor and we're more attractive and cheaper. Um, so Melvin is this smarmy looking dude. He's got, uh, city plans all sprawled out across his jeep or whatever he's driving and he's telling jody like hey just you know i've got big plans for this town but y'all need to get the fuck out of here so i can make some money um he wants to put up strip malls and stuff like that right he wants to tear down and jody's like don't we have enough don't we have enough strip malls and tract housing in the world and he's like 
supply, I need more money. And then uh, okay, Gummer rolls in. What? I just wanted to check. I was checking something. Yeah. And he's he is a character from the movie. And it's the same guy. Melvin? Yeah. Okay. Melvin, you know, apparently. He didn't leave an impression on me. I think he, I think he's like a kid in the movie. He looked like a kid actor. Tell me what else he's from. I'm going to continue telling these fine people what's going on. Okay. So Gummer shows up as this is happening. The scene is unfolding uh, with Tyler, our new kid in town. And uh, Gummer calls Melvin a turd, which I appreciated. And then there's this other blonde lady who rolls in. Do we know her name? Is she from the movie? Uh, the older lady? Yeah. She, so do you recognize her from something? No. She is the mom in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And Honey, you I Blew Up the Kids. shut kid. your waspy mouth. And Honey, I, We Shrunk the Audience. Mm-hmm. It's whatever Zelensky. Hmm. The more you know um we learn in this scene they're introducing tyler to everybody that lives in town so we got gummer the paramilitary paranoiac we got judy chang she's keeping shit together at the general store you got unidentified blonde lady who i guess is from honey how i met your mother no (laughs) her name is nancy nancy and then we learn oh we don't get introduced to her yet Okay, cool. So Nancy. And we learn that, so they're like trying to figure out why Tyler's there. Is he with the military? Because now we learn that the land is all protected and no one can kill El Blanco, the last graboid, I guessed. I guessed. Christopher guessed. No, I think that's just the local one that is there on their land. And he only, he only stays underneath perfection. It's protected by the government. Um, So they're thinking that maybe he's coming in there to kick them all out. What we learn instead is that he is rolling in to take over the now defunct tour, Graboid tour business. Right. Which I think is Fred Ward's business from the second Tremors. And and again, he's like, oh, I ran into that character mm-hmm. in town and he sold this company to me. And they're like classic Fred Ward's character, but we never see him. <laughs> And then they stop and they look directly into the barrel of the gun and they're like, member audience, that's <laughs> why you're all here. Um, cool. So then they walk over to the hangar where all of the tour vehicles are and we are introduced to Juanita. What's her name? <laughs> her name is Rosalita. Rosalita. And she is our busty lady in a low cut shirt. She's, yeah, she's definitely in a low cut shirt and holy shit, her haircut. This poor woman, I want, I want to call her. So if somebody has her contact information, that would be great. Cause it is not good. It is not a good haircut. And I was very angry f- on her behalf because she's was a beautiful it short? lady. It was short. It's like when, uh, that season of friends, when Monica gets that gross Ooh, haircut. Yeah. The Dudley like, Moore. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like flipped out of the bottom too. Uh-huh. It's not a good, it's not a pixie. It's somewhere in between a pixie and a bowl. Yeah. Cut. Like, like it's been grown out for a couple it's of not weeks. Good, not good. Um, she's trying to steal a battery and then, so she, her uncle owns a cattle ranch on the edge of perfection. Mm-hmm. Again, I think this is another character. Yeah. That cause he bequeathed the, mm-hmm. yeah. So some sort of connection to the films. We didn't do research. All right. All of our main characters are here. Um, we should mention that Rosalita is sassy. 
She's sassy. She's not taking... She's, she is begrudgingly taking over this uh, ranch. Yeah. I don't know what her relationship was like with her uncle, but clearly she loved him and wants to honor him by... And maybe some will-they-won't-they they between her and Tyler? Oh, most certainly, because holy shit, the fucking scoring in this shit... Really bad. ...was making me angry, because it was like, there when they first introduced, it was like... It's very cheesy Ooh, yeah. TV music. Ooh, Rosalita. <laughs> All right. So From there. They go back to the to the general store and then they have like a graboid oh. sensor. Yeah, they all wear trackers, but not tracking them. It's tracking the graboids. So if it gets close oh, to them, it is goes... is that what it was? Yeah. I thought they had... I thought they were looking at their watch because El Blanco, this specific graboid... No, they all Like, have, always comes at a certain time. They all have trackers. Gotcha. So they're constantly vigilant. Um, so he gets set up with one of those things there, and then also they start taking down all of his information because this is government-protected land. They have to have permit to live there well we don't find that out yet but yeah but but they're like taking his info which was yeah and he weird. keeps being like he they keep being like what's your blood type what's this and then michael gross is like i wouldn't give him that information because he's like a paranoid crazy person um so then the thing goes off and then they're like oh that's just el blanco he's just our local friendly graboid but, but don't piss him off because he still will eat you yeah but they're also saying like we learned from michael gross's character like we've that he's been tracking this creature for a while. So he knows his habits. He knows what he's going to like. They know normal time that he would pass through. And he does twice a day, every day. Yeah. And so they've kind of just like come to like get used to it. They're like, it's not a big deal. We just every twice a day, we just, you know, got to play it safe. But he never, he always only eats like a little bit. Like later he eats a, uh, one of the burrows and they're like, that should feed, that should keep him fed for a long time. So we're yeah. not, too so worried about it there's there's a predictable uh behavior pattern um so they do get to he does get to experience what it's like for uh el blanco to pass under them right more shaky cam. more shaky shaky cam i almost got sick anywho okay he gets set up with his little hanger next day he comes out refreshed jody comes to offer him breakfast we should mention also uh jody's a horrible actress oh the line reads are real real bad like it this show i mean we'll, hi we'll get, tyler yeah that's i can't even do it the we'll, way that she was doing it we'll get into how we thought about it overall but i think that in general most of the actors were competent but she was so awful yeah like it was very much like high school play mm-hmm. hello i am jody would you like to come to well, my general store fair um she does but she does have a little moment here with tyler where they talk about what does he say she says something to the effect of like they live on this they want to preserve the land like can you help me through this i don't know i wrote I it down it was important this. enough for me to write it down and now i can't decipher what i was trying to get out of it they were know. talking about the paradox of wanting to live like have the existence of being oh, in a small town and not be bothered by anyone i have that written down way later but the, yeah they say like if the irony of like y- you needing this thing to bring in your livelihood because it's what gives them the tourist industry to bring well in their and money. also to have a lifestyle where you're not in um a strip mall inundated tract house setting too that's what i was kind of getting they kind of like this isolation too no obviously but i'm saying like they want to live there that's where they want to live but to live there they need income from people who come to see the graboids but the graboids are a threat to their lives because they they could kill them yeah 
and the the reason that they have such an isolated experience is because life is because of the graboids right. no one wants in, to live yeah there. nobody can nobody can make them move or live there i know you guys are moved that we had to stop down for that yeah okay so this is where we first see that bert who is ever vigilant notices dirt bike tire tracks for the first time this comes up several times throughout the episode mm-hmm. um I remember, yes do you remember michael mm-hmm. do you remember the uh jody uh at some point creates a grabachino yep i have that written down and people do not like it at first They're like um, this grabachino is no good this is where we learn that el blanco ate a donkey um there's a l- l- i feel like we're stretching it's like a string cheese that's been warmed up so we've got this one very compact story right it's nicely packaged but the minute it's, but we want to, we want to extend it a little bit. So we heat it up a little bit and we're just going to stretch it to its absolute tensile, uh, limitations. That's what the show was for me. So I know I was writing down, I have like three pages of notes, but I don't care about any of them. Well, I mean, it's basically, it's a pilot. So all they're doing is setting up all of the characters and then the, and the world in which they inhabit. But the exposition is interesting. It's just a, they did a lot of filler. I don't. I don't know if there's that much filler. I, I mean, think there was. Um, okay, this is where we learn. It's just not. I just don't think that it's done as well as a movie would do it. So it's kind of like not as interesting. It's also like rehashing all the stuff we already know about the Tremors world. Like, who is watching this that hasn't seen Tremors? Like, you don't need to set up graboids. We know. Do they even see? Oh, I guess they do see graboids. They do. Um, okay. What I was going to say is that Bert always calls them ass blasters, mm-hmm. which I don't know why. I guess that's it on that. I have nothing to build on that. <laughs> okay. So Gummer is, he's track. He's like noticing some weird shits going on, right? Can't quite put his finger on it, but he sees that El Blanco has eaten a burrow, but then he sees a massacre. He, El Blanco hasn't just eaten one burrow. He's eaten like 20 burrows. And this scene is particularly amazing because we don't cut to a field of dead donkeys we cut to a picture that has a avid move on it mm-hmm. it's amazing guys with some really bad blood effects and stuff oh, it's- yeah, yeah yeah it's a mocked up still but it's still nonetheless oh boy okay oh, sure. i have written down some really bad effects um so this is where we learn like uh, something's really not good because el blanco should have just had the one donkey was fine he is on a ravenous rampage Right. And at this point, they can't get a hold of Rosalita on her walkie. She's not responding. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to get a hold of her. Got to get a hold of her. She's back at the ranch. She's. We're learning that she got inherited the ranch from her uncle. She's picking that hay, you know, farmer stuff. Like you do. Do they pick hay? Is that what they call? Um, And then in the distance, dirt starts flying up. And it's all done, unfortunately, with bad CG. The the dirt stuff oh and this one yeah oh that's unfortunate uh graboid is coming for her um she has to jump on top of the roof of her uh house and this shit is getting crazy because he's like taking off he's like taking down the awning like the carport goes down yeah graboids are very dangerous we should take a moment to really guys if you have a giant worm problem seek help if you see something say something uh okay 
Tyler. <laughs> Boy, Ooh. this is good stuff. Okay. Because it was this morning. I can't remember all of this stuff. Oh, why? Okay. I was just going to say that Jody and Tyler um, get contacted by Bert to say, like, you need to go look in on uh, Rosalita. And then this is where Jody's like, oh, shit, we got to go take, we got to look at Rosalita. She's not answering her walkie. We need to make sure she's okay because El Blanco's going on a rampage. And then Tyler's like, you got, you want to go fast? Because she's going to jump in his car. And he's like, earn her car. And he's like, you want to go fast? Then you got to let me drive. Yeah, he he basically is like, get out of the way, woman. I can drive yeah. a truck better than My you. My penis can get us there faster. And he jumps in, and then, uh, oh, okay, that's in a second. So they, they drive there, and then the grab boy's attacking, and they somehow save her? I didn't write down what they did. Uh, it's because Tyler is our deus ex. Oh, yeah. So, like, they... Mocachino. He makes every, he makes, he scares him away when he comes, right? No, he, what he does is he gets, he gets onto his car and then he helps Rosalita off the the roof Mm -hmm. and then they get in the car and then they haul ass away. He can, he he can drive cars so fast. He can out drive a graboid. So he's, (laughs) they get to the house and then she's like, Rosalita or uh, whatever the, what's the other lady's name? Jody. Jody's like, Rosalita, get, get in the car. Let Tyler drive. You'll see why. Oh boy, guys! Guys! Then, uh, then they get into the car and have some like a boring exposition about more of their characters, and then they're like, "Why do you even want to live here in perfection? Like this is like, what do you have some kind of death wish? Like this is a crazy place." And like, what do you like into like some kind of extreme sports or something? And he's like, "Actually, I am a NASCAR driver." He's the personification of Axe body spray. Kind of, yeah. That's what I was saying. That's what I was trying to uh, get at at the beginning with the douchebaggery kind of vibe. And then they run into Dean Norris, and Dean Norris is, I'm not exactly sure what his name was. I wrote down Deputy Winchell, but later I think they called him Lynchell or Blinchell, maybe he's, Grinchell. He's definitely Grinchell. Grinchell's Donuts. Everybody knows that place. Uh, he's, But he's a government employee. Of some kind. He's set there to do oversight on the I guess he's there to check and see if people that live there have permits, because that's what he's upset about. Well, and then they report the the guy who died at the beginning. They report deaths to him to make sure that he's he's keeping. I was just kidding. Yes, they he does have other jobs. Well, he's also getting permits from people. I know, but at, but in this scene, that's what he's doing is he's saying like, hey, hey, bud. Hey, Tyler, what are you doing here? And for you non-Breaking Bad heads out there, <laughs> if you watched Unbreakable Kimmy Smith, she, he plays the acting coach who teaches Titus how to be, how to act straight. That's what I knew him from. And mm-hmm. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed. He's great in that role as well. He's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's very good. A longtime character actor, but yeah, most people would know him from Breaking Bad. Oh, I forgot. Just real quick. <laughs> in that scene where he's driving and he's dumping the exposition that he was a race car driver. Mm-hmm. He did say, ah, I guess you could say that I'm, I'm in a pit stop at the moment. <laughs> Because he's a race car driver. <laughs> it's a pit stop in his get life, but it, it also it? relates oh to his God. career. All right. Uh, we learn also that Rosalita was a Vegas showgirl. Why? That's just, I guess, to say, like, look, she's pretty. She... Yeah, because he's like, he's like, I don't even know what you're doing out here. You look like you could be a model. You're fucking hot. Your body's slamming. 
Um, they also they let they say that uh, Grinchel can kick them out if they if he deems it too dangerous at any point. If he if he oh, thinks yeah. like so we're signing oh, up. If the graboids get too crazy, and then he says like people shouldn't be able to live here. He can kick them out of their land. So we're setting him a motive that if somebody's fucking with El Blanco, this could be this could be the guy. This guy. This is a a sore on the boil of his taint. So. <laughs> Um, okay. From there. Again with the hemorrhoids. Grubberoids. Um, Linchel takes Jody back into town. It's Grinchel. Grinchel takes, <laughs> I, I sit corrected, Michael. Grinchel takes Jody back into town, back to her store. So Tyler and Hot Hot Rosalita can go up to Bert's place because Bert. Up to? Oh, well, well let I'm me. D- it's over two. Over two. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, because her house is now fucking destroyed, so she needs somewhere to stay. And Bert's place is the best. Why, Michael? Because it's a motherfucking underground bunker <laughs> surrounded <laughs> by cement on all the sides. Because we're fucking paranoid. Although, again, I'm pretty sure that this was already established in the movies. I'm at sure. least in the second movie. I'm sure. Um, this is the only place where being a doomsday prepper benefits. Oh yeah. You. I mean, he, he definitely has a right to be the way he is in this show. Do you think he, uh, he was a subscriber to Infowars? I don't know what that means. <laughs> sure. Yes. That's for me and nobody else. Uh, okay. So, okay. So they show up, but we learn from here beyond Bert's setup for anything is that uh Bert's like very clearly somebody something is happening with El Blanco, something is throwing off this his patterns. But He's, of course he thinks it's the government. He thinks the government is doing somehow they're doing like some sort of sonic thing to interfere. Some sort of frequency is being sent out. So the government is out to get him. Government's out to get us all. Um, they go underground because El Blanco shows up. Oh, he also set up. Bert has like these little um, what does he call them? A sonic blaster, some sort of defense system. Sonic it's defense a system, ultrasonic graboid defense mechanism. So it'll send off like this repellent sonic waves to El Blanco to keep him away. So he starts coming close, and then Bert sets off the sonic defense blaster. I like that better. Personally. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Um. And fucking El Blanco's like, I don't give a shit what you guys are doing. I'm on a mission and like heads right towards them. Again, something weird's going on. Yep. So we get introduced to Bert's place, which is exactly what you would expect. It's an underground bunker. So he has a periscope. There's the periscope. There's a fun moment where the periscope comes up and it's like hidden by a little tree and then on the ground and then the tree rises up and there's a periscope and it's like in a cartoon. Fun. Uh, He likes to eat uh apples and bananas apples and bananas yeah he likes to eat prickly pears he He doesn't doesn't like to eat eat apples and bananas he likes to (laughs) hold 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 apples and bananas um what are they called there's like there's a name for eating cactus leaves doesn't matter so that's what he's doing and then they're prepping to like they're just gearing themselves up like uh, El Blanco, when he wants something, he could stick around for a while. So we might be up here f- or down here for a few days. So right. strap in. And this is where Bert starts being like, 
Okay, this has never happened before. What what has changed in the last 24 hours that could be affecting El Blanco? And then he does a hard stare down at Tyler, and he's like, you son of a bitch, you're the thing that's changed. You're a walking Hollister. Um, but then, uh, we, but then El Blanco just like backs away. Weird. It's weird, guys. Very strange. It's very interesting. Then they continue the tour of Bert's place and, uh, Tyler's like, dude, you should start Bert Gummer's survival school because you got like everything covered. Like, you know how to protect yourself before anybody can wreck yourself. And Bert's like... I don't like people. So that seems like a horrible idea. Mm -hmm. And so he doesn't like that idea at all. No. And Rosalita double downs on that. She's like, "Mm, this guy shouldn't be around people. Anyway, they get out of the bunker and then they head back to the general store. Mm -hmm. And Dean Norris shows up there and they have some sort of conversation. He's he's like, hey, this is new blood. You need to fill out these forms real quick because I don't want to stick around here very long. And then shit gets real. Oh, no. What happens, Morgan? El Blanco wants himself a snacky snack and he's going to attack attack them. He, he comes busts up. up right through the freaking floor. <laughs> Motherfucking Graboid. Graboid's coming through the floor right at you and um, they come right at the screen too yeah no it's it gets chaotic and they're all like climbing on top of counters there's like thousands of dollars of damage in this store thousands so chaos is happening oh no 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 gunner gummer whatever your name is gummer sh- shoot it but don't shoot but shoot it but don't, but don't you know but you know what i mean and then but before he does it he notices that there is a like a uh, a metallic object like shining out of him in the distance like outside the window he sees it half mile out and but then he's like that's that doesn't seem right and he's like wait a gosh wait a- darn minute and then he shoots the metallic a- object with from- his humongous mega gun yeah and he just like one shot boom and then they go to check and see what they what he shot and it was some weird metal thing some made up device for the plot but they don't of this even, show but they don't even know what it is that's why i was like how did he even know that that's what was doing stuff because i think now that i'm remembering i think he saw the reflection before earlier in the episode mm. and so he because was like probably got, whatever that is i need to he's shoot got it keen survival skills he man he does he listens to his gut and his gut was like that shit's bad anyway so um that the minute he shoots that metallic object El Blanco scurries. He's done. Because it's done. like a mega huge explosion. Like, it bursts out all the windows in the store. Like, it is a huge gun. Well, that's not the what drove off El Blanco, though. It's because that Because he shot the thing. Yeah. The but still, it was, a, it was a pretty huge explosion. So, uh, Axe Body Spray and Gummer jump in the Jeep um, and go out to the field to, just, to inspect. And they, they, they're like, oh, shit, look at this metallic thing. Don't know what it is. Better toss him in the back of the Jeep. <gasps> Holy shit. It's the dirt biker. He's back. Son of a bitch. Fucking dirt biker. Dirt bastard. So they chase after the dirt biker. He knows what he's doing. He backs this guy into a dead end. And then the biker guy is wearing camouflage paint on his face. 
Yeah. Which I was like, y'all sweaty as fuck. Like that must have been real itchy. The paint? Yeah, you know. You know, you know how paint's itchy? Yeah, you know how paint... Hey, ladies, you know how pain's itchy? They know. Um, ladies know. So he's got a gun on him, this dirt bike guy. He gets the drop on Bert, but but he doesn't see that Tyler is with him, I guess. Yeah. And so he points the gun at Bert, and he's like, you son of a bitch, I'm going to shoot you right in the face. This is not how it was supposed to go. I wasn't supposed to have to, I wasn't supposed to, have to kill anybody, but now I'm going to have to because you're here. And meanwhile, we see Tyler sneaking up behind him, and we think, oh, he's going to get like the drop on him. He's going like, to hit him over the head or something, which is probably what he should have done. But... He doesn't do that. Instead, he's dumb as rocks. He's like, wait a second. I spent a semester at the Groundlings. I think I can take care of this situation. That's the actor. He changed the script. <laughs> he was supposed to do the drop on him, but he's like, no, 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 no. This is not why. This this is why you hired me. So he puts on a fake Southern accent and just starts acting like a crazy person. And he's like, who? You sure did catch Bert over there, didn't you? Good thing. I've been trying to catch Bert here for many, many years, and I couldn't get him. Let's shoot him right in the face. You and me, buddy. Let's shoot him right now. Shoot him right in the face. Boutro. And the guy's like, what is happening? Why are you being so weird? And then in the middle of his thing, he grabs his gun. And ha, he's not crazy. It's Tyler. You got tricked, son. And then it goes, you got tricked on big letters on the screen. And it's like, and and the Ashton Kutcher comes out. And jamie kennedy with his ex hey jamie kennedy's in the later tremors movies he's in like tremors five and six and seven and ten george cluminati okay this doesn't help us we don't learn his identity there he had a gun on him so i was like clearly the guns fall fell out of his hands dirt bike guy takes off so i was expecting them to look at the gun and be like property of jr Schmarf. <laughs> but it wasn't they just continued I mean, I don't know that many people keep, like, or like property of. U.S. government it's, gun. It's not your Nintendo game that you're loaning to your friend. Government ration gun. Could, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I know exactly how or that goes. Or special uh, congratulations on being the sixth man, that sort of thing. Anyway, um, he takes off on his dirt bike. We follow him again, but we don't catch up with him right away. Right away, we do not catch up with him in the Jeep. But we do catch up with him in the camera land because he comes up to melvin melvin's behind the shit boom evil land developer was was behind the the whole time straight out of scooby-doo y'all um dirt bike guy is like i need you guys to know that morgan is riding a dirt bike (laughs) she's got she's got the handles she's she's doing even the motions of of riding rough on the the, uh, terrain you want to talk about some improv skills i've never dirt biked before in my life um he sees melvin melvin's like surveying to make sure that dirt bike guy goes out does his evil deed and comes back and dirt bike guy's like hey you gotta pay me for this shit got real back there that's what he talks. he talks that's like. what he he's talks talk- like he's talking in jive um and then melvin's like noticing that the dirt bike is revving and staying on and he's like you gotta turn that shit off you gotta this turn grab boy off. country fool grab boy country and the butt dirt bike guy locks eyes with him and he doubles down he's like and then what happens michael it gets him the grab boy gets him blanco eats him it's great it is pretty Um, good he busts up through the ground and and sucks him down oh earlier i didn't mention but they said uh i guess the phrase for when the grab boy eats cars is sucking them down sucking one down mm -hmm. i was like that's that's not great so they suck one down on uh on the old dirt biker uh and then so he's gone right wait does it spit yeah no 
What? What happened? Later, he spits out the motorcycle. Yeah, it's for comedic effect, guys. Just forget it. Guys, just forget it. There's no burp sound effect, though, which really would have sold it. I can't burp. Um, okay, so Graboid's gone. Dirt bike guy is gone. Dirt bike is gone for now. <laughs> Gummer and Tyler show up. They see Melvin. They're like, hey, Melly. What the hell are you doing out here? Melly, Melly turd, man. What are you, you sneaking around doing? Any dirt bikers? And Melvin's like, dirt bikers? Melvin obviously didn't have the groundlings training that Tyler did because his his lies are not flying. Dirt miker? What's a dirt miker, dummy? I've never seen that before in my life. What's a mic? I'm just here looking at all of my beautiful land that I own, that I you, do which you frequently. Should, you should probably get off of because I own this land. Get the hell out of here. And then clearly, because Gummer is... He's got his finger on the pulse of fucking everything, guys. Like, everything. He, like, locks eyes. And he's like, you know what? It wasn't the fucking government that's trying to get my my ass blasted by these ass blasters. Is you, motherfucker. You want us out of here. So you can put in your Menchie's frozen yogurts. And meanwhile, and this is... Delia's. Michael Gross. Not Delia's. Delia's isn't a physical store, Michael. I take it back. <laughs> okay. And your Claire's and your icings continue. Um, This is Michael Gross giving it 110 percent yeah no he's he's going for it also kind of into it don't know what it is kind of into it kind of into it like yeah i yeah. do a little bit yeah sometimes. yeah i don't know what it is kind of into it well you know he did land Ma- meredith baxter in the uh, family ties so yeah anywho yeah michael gross is nailing it uh, and then the gaboy comes back up and spits out the motorcycle yeah guys and, it's and- great and bus it busts old Melvin. They know, hey, you did see the dirt biker. You saw him get chomped up. And you're behind whatever is making El Blanco a crazy worm. And then they figure out what the metal thing is somehow. Yeah, they look it up on the internet, which seems insane. Yeah, I think it would They're be like, harder to figure out than that. It's a Sparkman 2010 serial number 666. Oh, it says here that it sends out uh, crazy making people waves. So if it's within 100 what? yards of a person, going to make him crazy. Of people? You know, Michael, are you inferring? I'm sorry. Are you inferring that graboids aren't people? Well, that, what you're saying is not correct. It no. makes graboids go, makes them go crazy. Actually, no, I do remember what it is. Okay. They do explain it. Uh, farmers use it for cows because it does something to their hypothalamus to make them ravenous to we eat more. We get super hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Figured it out. And they just, it also Nailed happens, it. happens to also work on graboids. Yeah. Well, gra- graboids and cows are interchangeable. And we all know it. You know, that's just canon to the whole series. Anyway, that's the end of the main story. And then we get a little stinger at the end for just some just some yucks where uh, they're at the general store and Tyler's walking in with a, a group of tourists. And then uh, business is underway. So his business is going strong. And then Jody is like, huh, I gave him uh, uh, some phonetic uh, Mandarin uh, I'm gonna let you, tour. you got it. You got it. You're so close. <laughs> I gave him some generic Mandarin uh, w- words to walk through tourists, uh, Chinese tourists. Mm-hmm. And then so he's walking through and he's like talking in Mandarin, but, you know, not very well. And then they get all upset at him. And, and then Jody goes... 
You just called them a bunch of monkey butts. I'm assuming because she wrote it down that way, or what, is it just like, a, oh, you pronounced that wrong and that means monkey butts? I'm going to say she wrote it down. I like it better that she yeah, wrote it down. Yeah, I think that's a better approach to comedy. Because Tyler's kind of a dick, and she was probably like, yeah, I'll help you with your... Uh, with your business. Yeah, because I'd I'm like also... to think I'd like to think that he is like, You're Asian, you speak Mandarin. <laughs> and she's like <sighs> I do, but it just so happened to speak Mandarin. It's not like not all Asian people speak Mandarin. <laughs> anyway, here's the word for monkey butts. Yeah, basically. And that's it. That's the hilarious end of the show. And tremors.com. Morgan. Dot com. As much as we love to make fun of bad TV, we also believe every show is a silver lining, and that's why we always have to find something that we genuinely, unironically enjoyed. It's time to say something nice. All right, Morgan, what's something nice you can say about Tremors, the TV program? I'm spanking my kitty. Hold on. He's oh a bad God. boy. Um, what is something I can say? Oh, fuck. The cat just bit my elbow. Well, that's what you get. You're beating him. <laughs> um, I think, I mean, overall, I thought this was fun. Mm-hmm. Even though I was shitting on it earlier, it was just, it's crazy to me that it's a 45 minute long show. I don't think it should be that long. I think a half hour is fine for it. Um, but I think it was. It uh, it was it felt very close to the source material. Yeah, it's the same writers. Yeah, no, I I thought it was fun. Uh, what can, what can I say specifically? Yeah, could you be a little more specific? Uh, I think the camaraderie um, with our core group is enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I think everyone has, with the exception of blonde lady, still don't understand what her role is in all of this. Yeah, I don't know what she does exactly. Oh, we didn't say that she makes a action figure out of. Oh, for Gummer. Out of Gummer. Like, and, yeah. and she's like, here's here's this for you. And then... It's going to sell big in... And it's going to sell big in China. And I don't know why. They never explain what that means. Yeah, I'm interested to see where her character fits. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe... She, we know that she's vegetarian. Oh, do we? Yeah, we do know that. Well, we didn't. Um, you did. I picked that up because I am a keen observer. Uh, yeah, I think just overall, the whole camaraderie amongst our core group of players is the cast. The cast is really, yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah. It's like, I could see, and I'll let you, what, Michael, you say something nice. Okay. Um, yeah, I I would go with the, the writing on it is pretty strong for early 2000s TV show. Obviously this is, this is before the, uh, what do they call it? The, the new generation of TV shows, whatever that's called the golden era of TV. Yeah. Um, so this is still like pretty low it's not movie quality writing or acting or anything no it's a tv show but as far as that goes it's actually like pretty progressive because this is 2003 and this is obviously setting up an ongoing series like uh that's going to be not just standalone episodes i don't think this is going to be like tremor of the week like we were thinking yeah it's going to be like just centered on this town and these people that live there and like the ongoing and we have multiple uh foils to this to the to our our core group of people so we've got mel melville melvin mm-hmm. mel- melville. Uh, there we've got the government who knows just who in else, general in general would like to shut the shit down and then dean norris specifically yeah 
And then the Graboids are also antagonists, obviously. Yeah. They can kill them. Um, I wish we would have saw more of the Graboids, but at least they were, for the most part, practical when we did see them. Mm-hmm. That was a nice surprise. Well, a shaky cam, but you know. And the effects are not great. They're But they're like on the same level as like Buffy. Like, so they're of the time. They're not like... Yeah. You know, at the time it was probably decent enough for what you would expect for a TV show. Yeah, it didn't bump on me at all. No, I didn't. I did, It really... And it's not supposed to be frightening or you know what i mean or no it's gory that's probably the best thing that it does is it knows what it is Mm -hmm. and it it achieves what it's going after which is the same tone as the movie which is like this is not a horror movie this is like this is comedy first with a sort of horror premise that is more played as like almost like adventure like a like a fun action kind of thing Mm -hmm. even though it's like usually a giant killer worm would be more of a horror thing this is more like a zany adventure. Yeah. They're um, living in chaos. And, you know, they don't match the characters that are in the movies because they don't have Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward and Reba McIntyre. But I do think that Michael Bro- Michael, Michael Gross. I do think that Michael Gross brings an almost movie star level. Absolutely. Uh, with Especially with his charisma and his performance. Like, he really is bringing it like yeah. and is good like he I, you almost want to say like that he's going to be like a cheesy tv actor because that's kind of what he's known for but I he mean, makes not, this not for being cheesy but for being a tv actor yeah um but he really is really good in it yeah uh so i mean the character itself is big enough to yeah like and, hold you but but it is it's his take on the character that really right sells and it obviously and makes it fun like he's continued the series as well like he's you know all of the tremors movie have all the concurrent Tremors movie have him as the lead because he's the only one that still is willing to do it. Yeah. But, uh, but he's still doing a good job at yeah. it. So um, they, they really benefited from him. Nothing to sneeze at. So yeah, a lot of good stuff to say. Morgan, would you watch another episode? I, I might for Michael Gross and Michael Gross alone. Mm-hmm. Well, and just to and see if he takes his shirt off. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see what's on in there. No, I think, uh, I just wish, I just wish that they would have gone for somebody in the lead role yeah. has charisma or something else to offer then he's like he's, he's he's no kevin bacon it's i know it's a lot of, for me to ask but can we just get a kevin bacon like can i just get a baconator well and that's what sucks is that they were going to do this same premise with kevin bacon and they they nixed it kevin bacon was 100 percent on board just last or 2017 they wanted to, to do a Tremors TV show, and Kevin Bacon was like, hell yeah, I love Tremors, let's do it. And then they were like, no, it's going to be too expensive, and we don't think enough people will watch it. I would. I'd I, watch the shit out of that. I would watch the shit out I'm, of that. I'm almost certain that the pilot even exists. It just has <gasps> never been shown. Um, so, somebody, hey, if anybody, you know somebody. if anybody out there has that shit, give it to us, because I would love to see it. Would I watch another episode? Uh, yeah, I actually kind of, I mean, it's so hard with like all of the other shit out there, like that I have that I want to watch yeah. to put on like in, an old show like this. I mean, this is, I hope our audience knows by now, this is in theory, uh, in practice, it's a lot to ask. Oh, we've literally never watched yeah. another episode. In theory, if I was home sick and just chilling for the day, I could see myself. Oh yeah. In that scenario, so I was going to say, even in the scenario of all the stuff that I have to watch, I am still kind of like, I might even watch, I might give this another couple episodes because I just really like the, the Tremors movies already. So mm-hmm. this, and that this is like kind of ties in with everything that is of interest to me. Um, so maybe I even, even given those high standards, I might actually watch another episode of this. It's not great, but it was super fun. So 
Sometimes that's all you want. Sometimes you just want giant worms. Sometimes all you want is giant worms. Morgan, it's time to cut the shit. What you got to recommend this year? This year. What do you got? Oh to- boy. Is this it for the year? <laughs> I've I've made my one. quota. What do you have to recommend this oh, week? Oh fuck. I'm going to recommend Besides tremors. Let's just say right now, me you and me both are high highly recommending Tremors the film. There was a movie called Wild Things. No, I'm not going to recommend that. Uh, Wild Things is pretty good. I was never a teenage boy. I don't it, think I've even seen it, all of it. I promise you it's much better than what you think it is. It's a really cool mystery noir mm-hmm. that knows what it is. It's it's being it's being a, a, a steamy, gross thriller on purpose, like to mislead you. It's actually a pretty good movie. So Michael's recommending Wild Things this week. Also, Denise, Denise Richards shows her boobies in it. Yeah, that's what I know from it. But uh, did you know that Bill Murray is in it? I didn't. Yeah. Uh, what in the fuck are we? Okay. So wild things. Wild things. Wild things. I'm gonna recommend a movie that got a lot of buzz last year. Uh, written and directed by Boots Riley. We just watched it last night. Sorry to bother you. Starring. Uh, oh, you're not bothering me. Lakeith Stanfield. I'm ignoring you. And Tessa Thompson and an array of other people. Um, this movie I went into knowing, I knew a gist of the premise, but I did not realize where it was going. And so if you have not seen it or know nothing about the film, I'm going to be very vague on it. Uh, it is wonderfully original. I can say that I've never seen anything like it before and it's well acted and a delight. So sorry to bother you. Yeah, definitely nothing else out there like Like this at all. Incredibly original. Incredibly incredibly i'm gonna recommend michael what are you gonna recommend michael i'm gonna recommend something that is uh also unlike anything else i've ever seen before it's a film from 1990 called def by temptation def like def jam records um it is directed by a former child star and only one-time director james bond the third um he he wrote directed and stars in it but he doesn't really direct the movie because it's shot by Ernest Dickerson, um, who, if you don't know, is uh, was Spike Lee's cinematographer for the first part of his career when he was uh, when his stuff looked amazing, like do the right thing. Um, a lot of that has to do with Ernest Dickerson being an amazing cinematographer. Um, and then after this movie, he would go on to become a director himself. And in the commentary, he basically says, like, uh, I basically directed this movie that he just directed the actors and I did all of the to shoot you know everything has to do with the 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 rest of the movie anyway it's a crazy horror film um about a uh uh what's it called succubus right Mm -hmm. uh and that is like just like going through the streets of brooklyn and killing all of the gross dudes that go and hit on ladies at bars but it's it's super super low budget it ended up being distributed by trauma but the trauma didn't make it so it doesn't have that trauma like stupid goofy mm-hmm. gross all of the dumb stuff that trauma normally does it's actually like a pretty well-made movie except that it's so 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 cheap um but it's it's a really inventive and fun and cool and stylish and uh it has so many good actors in it it's got samuel L. jackson so basically what happened is uh spike lee was shooting school days and all of the james bond the third was in that and so he just took all of the people that he was working with <laughs> and made a movie with them so like bill nunn's in it um uh, samuel L. jackson like i said 
Kadeem Hardison is in it. Uh, and these are like not cameos. Like they're like legitimately big parts in the movie. And anyway, it's super awesome. And it's all black cast, all black crew. Like that's just super awesome in 1990. Like it was just like, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, and it's really good. I, I recommend it if you like horror movies. Uh, I was just going to quickly say, no, stupid. What? No, I was just going to say you talking about the cinematographer and what a large role that they played in that film, uh-huh. which really sucks because the Academy announced today that they're going to distribute best cine- cinematography and best editing at the commercial break. Oh, yeah. I saw I saw Guillermo del Toro was talking about that. Yeah, which just really sucks because you don't re- like so many people don't realize uh, the roles well, of other people. I mean, I, I everybody, mean, everybody involved in the films, obviously have a huge role but but i mean that's specifically a, for editor and for cinematography they can make or break a movie for you yeah i mean i guess i don't know what i would say like oh don't show that that's not important but i wouldn't choose cinematography or editing because they're pretty humongous parts of what makes a movie absolutely um yeah i mean you couldn't do like visual effects or sound design or something not that those aren't important they super are but i mean that's ridiculous that's like that's your movie. <laughs> Humongous. That's what your movie looks like. And yeah. that's what your movie uh, is like is how it is put together and yeah. just and presented to you. Yeah. Like that's ridiculously important. Um, but again, I think that they should just not skip over any of it. It already sucks that that so many people are just like, oh, those are the other Oscars, the technical Oscars that don't even get shown at all. Yeah. And nobody even knows about because like nobody cares about those things. And it's like. Yeah, nobody does, but they are still really important. That sucks that they don't get any as much credit as the other people. But. Absolutely. Anyway. Well, yeah, we should put importance on every aspect of filmmaking. Anywho, anyway, Michael. the Oscars are kind of bullshit anyway, it's so whatever. Done. That's a whole other um, Watch good movies. Don't let the Academy tell you what to watch. They didn't even nominate anything for uh, uh, Sorry to Bother You. Yeah. And that movie was great. Uh, original screenplay, guys? Couldn't have given that to him? Anyway, dumb. And it's a great film, and it didn't get recognized by Academy. So you you do the math. Also, Adam McKay got nominated for Best Original Screenplay for Vice. And I'm like, A, why does it even count as original screenplay? Also, he got nominated for Best Director. He did, which is ridiculous. Uh, come see me on Twitter. <laughs> we can duke it out. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening to Bad Reception. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bad Reception Pod. I do the Twitter and Morgan is back to doing the old instagram when i feel like it you can tweet at us if you have a show you'd like us to watch or if you just want to say hi links to recommendations and more are available in the episode notes and at badreceptionpod.com morgan what are we members of we are met proud proud members of the podfix network and you can follow them at podfix and go to podfixnetwork.com for a full lineup of shows if you love science or if you don't know much about science but are looking to expand your views or if you just like good podcasts i highly recommend one of our more recent members a dash of science hosted by uh one of the many chris's on our proud proud network definitely also if you're checking out new podcasts why don't you check out mike mike and oscar they are at mm and oscar on twitter uh, their podcast is all about watching movies that throughout the year they are predicting will be part of the Oscars. And obviously, this is the time of year when they're doing their roundups and all that stuff. So check them out. They are great. It's two mics and they're talking about Oscar. There is not a third person named Oscar, um, just to be clear. Anyway, give us reviews. Give us glowing reviews on iTunes and Morgan will do 
all kinds of dirty stuff. Uh, or clean stuff, but probably dirty su- stuff knowing you sick, sick bastards. <laughs> you sons of bitches. How dare you? I want hummus, How Michael. Dare you? Michael, I want hummus. Okay. Um, that's going to do it for us. My name is Mike. And Morgan. And that's the end of the podcast. Backy. Hummus time. <laughs> that's my new outro. from the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Horny beans and wine. You know that song. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's a Madonna song. She doesn't say so horny. Time goes by so, so slowly. Horny. I don't think you're singing it right. <laughs>